What's up, everyone, and welcome to Good Morning on Purpose, a daily podcast that aims to evoke a sense of positivity and possibility in your day. This is my first ever attempt at podcasting and serves as a process for me personally to overcome some obstacles and difficulties that I've experienced over the last many years, months, or even days. If nothing else, I can promise a positive or motivational message, an atmosphere of honesty, and a friendly hello from someone you've likely never met. Although there are many things in life that are likely out of your control, your perspective is yours alone, and from that perspective, the choices we make and the things we think impact our daily outcomes. So with that in mind, and without further ado, from me to you... Good morning. Today is Monday, February 19th, 2024. It is 34 degrees outside, and I, today, just learned something new. Either that, or it's something that I knew at some point and forgot, and maybe I'll just sound real silly here as I'm saying this, but I didn't realize that when volcanoes erupt, that sometimes they're surrounded by lightning. I was watching a video of a volcanic eruption the other day, and I noticed that in all the ash and clouds, there were these streaks of lightning. Apparently, this is known as volcanic lightning. It's an electrical discharge caused by a volcanic eruption. The primary cause is that particles of volcanic ash and sometimes ice collide with each other, which generates static electricity inside the volcanic plume, which leads to what's called a dirty thunderstorm. This can happen close to the ground in big, dense clouds of ash or high up near the stratosphere in the plume of the volcano, the pathway of the eruption that would come from the mouth of the volcanic of the volcano. This can also happen when there are no ice crystals in the cloud, so it can just be the ash particles all colliding together. Volcanic eruptions happen because rocks melt deep beneath the surface of the earth and turn into magma. Magma is lighter than rock and so it rises through the ground, collects in these magma chambers, and then eventually this magma pushes through vents and fissures in the earth's surface and explodes out through volcanoes in eruptions. There are a couple different ways this can happen. If the magma is really thin and runny, the gases escape from it, and when it erupts, it flows out of the volcano. Whereas if it's thick and sticky, the gases can't escape easily, pressure builds up, and then you get the big, violent volcanic eruptions that we're used to seeing. A lot of volcanoes that we know of are associated with uh, tectonic plate activity. The plates slide together, and water gets trapped, and there's all this pressure buildup, and that gets hot enough to melt the nearby rock, which forms the magma. There's a quote by Friedrich Nietzsche where he says, We are, all of us, growing volcanoes that approach the hour of their eruption, but how near or distant that is, nobody knows, not even God. Which I don't know if I agree with. He, God probably knows. It's interesting to hear an old philosopher say something like this, because no matter how calm and chill and together we try to be, everyone has that breaking point. And there's a lot of pressures these days. Pressures to look a certain way, act a certain way, take care of yourself a certain way, express yourself a certain way, whether it's in person or online or at work. And we all have those little things that push our buttons and everyone's got an erupting point. Ancient philosopher Nietzsche said it, so it's gotta be true, right? Funnily enough, if you feel some of that buildup and you need to let off a little bit of steam, igneous rocks are often used in saunas and hot stone massages. The stones hold the heat very effectively and it helps to warm and relax the muscles, which promotes relaxation and helps you reduce stress. So a byproduct of volcanic eruptions can also help you to avoid your own volcanic eruptions. Um, metaphorically, you get what I'm saying. And I don't know how much I put into the power of crystals, but Agate 
is a rock that forms in igneous rock cavities and it can be used in wellness practices as well. It can be used to rebalance the body, the mind, and the spirit, cleanse the user's aura, enhance mental function like concentration, and physically heal the eyes, stomach, and strengthen blood vessels. Another thing that's great for your health is vitamin B. You didn't think I was going to get to it, but I did. Vitamin B10, also known as PABA, is not really a true vitamin, I guess chemically or structurally, but it's supposed to have antioxidant properties. It helps to darken gray hair, apparently, as well as improve certain skin issues and assist in protein metabolism and red blood cell formation. It's also used to help with irritable bowel syndrome at times, gastrointestinal distress. A deficiency in vitamin B10 is a little rare because it's not an essential nutrient, but it can cause symptoms of premature aging, digestive issues, skin problems, nervousness, delayed growth in children, and depression. To avoid these things, you can find vitamin B10 in brewer's yeast, organ meat, mushrooms, whole grains, and spinach. I believe it's also found in some lotions and supplements. And finally, the last vitamin that I haven't covered here, as far as I can recall, is vitamin B12, or cobalamin. Co I'm not sure how to pronounce this one. I think this is the one I'm most unsure about. I don't have time to look it up either. I'm on the move. But we're going to keep going. Um, vitamin B12 is good for red blood cell formation, cell metabolism, nerve function, and the production of DNA. It's also known to help memory, mood, the nervous system, iron levels, heart health, hair, nails, and skin. It's a lot of things. Deficiency in vitamin B12 can lead to anemia, fatigue, muscle weakness, intestinal problems, nerve damage, and mood disturbances. Severe and long-term deficiency can also lead to a loss of mobility, problems walking, or even memory loss. Common sources of vitamin B12 are found in animal products like meat, fish, eggs, and dairy. It's also added to certain foods like fortified breakfast cereals and I found in a couple places that it's recommended that vegans and vegetarians consume these fortified foods or take a supplement since many of the sources of vitamin B12 are meat or animal products. And there you have it. At this point in some way or another we've reviewed all of the major vitamins both essential and non-essential. With B12 taking the spotlight over the course of three whole episodes Make sure that you're getting enough of these essential vitamins and minerals, as well as balancing your macronutrients, and I'm sure that you'll feel fantastic if you don't already about your diet. If you're still starting to feel stressed out, take some time to hang out with some igneous rocks in a hot stone massage or in the sauna. Maybe get some agate and have that help you with its crystal powers if you believe in that kind of thing. And just remember to keep it chill, because everyone has a breaking point. It's like the famous actor Will Smith said once, self-discipline is the center of all material success. You can't win the war against the world if you can't win the war against your own mind. And look, even he lost that war at one point. If enough pressure builds up, just like Nietzsche said, eventually we're going to explode. So keep it cool, keep it healthy, and I'm sure that you'll wake up every day fending off that eruption and having a good day on purpose. The music today was by Scott Buckley, and you can find more information about the tracks that I used in the show notes, as well as the quotes that I used. I'm excited to continue to move away from talking about vitamins for a whole week and a half and start talking about some other things, and I hope you'll catch me in the next episode.